The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live here from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. And I'm the, also the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. And uh, we're having a little bit of trouble with our volume, but uh, it held for most of the part here at the first. Now it's dropping, and I have no idea why. So we're just going to try to make our way through things. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com, and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can check us out there. And then if you want to see the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, you can go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can scroll down just on the right there, and you'll be able to watch the video portion of the radio show. You can also catch us live, uh, the video feed on our Twitter account at FPPTim, FPPTim on Twitter. Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. And you can also watch us on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Our, our friend Michael Roach has us up there every weekday morning at 6 a.m. And then 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Bradley comes in. He's there every weekday and, and every Saturday. Uh, you, get, you get in for two hours on Saturday. Uh, in the afternoon at 3 p.m. on Before It's News. And then finally, we're on DLive.TV, The Sons of Liberty, The Sons of Liberty on DLive.TV. And then if you're spreading out across uh, the spectrum of social media, you can go to Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.Life and find us at either Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. Now, um, uh, several months ago, I think it was probably back around November, when the show, when I was doing the show Setting Brush Fires, we had a gentleman on to talk about something that was taking place out in Utah, and that was that uh, the taxpayers had played had paid for a building. That building had been taken over, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, by the United Nations, and the there was a, a there was a journalist there trying to get in, and she was filming, and there was a security guard that told her, "No, you can't take my picture. I didn't give you permission." We've taken this compound over and declared it international territory. And that was a pretty big story. So we had Ben McClintock. He is the co-founder of DefendingUtah.org. We had him on. And Ben was a great guest then. I'm sure we're going to have fun this morning. And uh, I just want to welcome you back again. Now you're welcome back to the Sons of Liberty Not Setting Brush Fires, Ben. Good to see you, man. 
Hey, thanks so much, Tim. Appreciate it. Yep, yep. And we're having we're we're doing a little thing here. We're starting uh, things up for the radio, and and the volume goes down. So please, if the volume's bad, don't worry about that. I am recording it, uh, so it should be okay on the recording. But hopefully, it's coming through the radio uh, just fine. Ben, you've got some new information that's come out now. The the there was a pretty big bombshell there of the United Nations thing. I don't yeah. know if you want to recap what went on there and if there's been anything since that time on that before we get in this new subject or not. Sure. So just uh, the security guard wasn't just a random security guard. She was the head of security for that conference. And she was the one that said, this is a UN compound. This is international territory. If you want your constitutional rights, you got to go outside. And so that was that was a huge deal. We had um, a lot of legislators actually afterwards contact us and say, um, what bill was that? We don't remember voting on this. So, you know, it, this really tells us that even if we're in a, a state with, hey, we're, you know, we're conservatives, they would never do anything bad. Um, we've got to watch and we've got to help our legislators see, hey, what's going on in these bills? Because they're, it's not possible. I don't know, you know, in other states, but in the state of Utah, there were 1,200 bills introduced that had to be read and voted on in a 45-day period. That's not possible. And so, of course, there are things that happen where legislators are saying things like, well, I got to trust my friend. He says this is going to be good. And so I don't have time to read it, so I'll believe him. And, I, and this, is, this happens all over the country. And so we really need to be able to really be uh, eagle-eyes and keeping a watch on our legislators when this stuff goes through, because even if they're good guys, this stuff can slip through and they vote for bringing in the United Nations to take over a compound in your city. And so uh, there we, we haven't seen anything on a state level, but there the city of Salt Lake itself has adopted a lot of the things with Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and are implementing those things um, post that conference and other cities across the state as are as well. The more Californiaized parts of Utah are doing that while you've got the other um, traditional parts that are trying to stand firm. Okay, so basically the best we can come up with right now is there was a bunch of bills, people didn't read them, they passed them, and then they're shocked uh, when the taxpayer buildings are taken over by a tyrannical government uh, that wants to impose tyranny on everybody throughout the world, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, I and and but but no, let me ask you or it, before we move on to the subject here, yeah, is yeah. anybody is any of those representatives uh that vote well, I don't even would if they don't remember voting on the bill, were you guys able to find a bill or anything like that where that Yeah, we was, showed was them a, where it was. It was just in the okay. state budget appropriations where everything gets spent. Okay. And and, and so that and they're like, "Oh, well, there it is." Okay. All right. So, are you guys are you guys going to push in this election season to deal with these people who says, "Oh, I didn't know what I was doing, man." I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it was unanimous, yeah. and and so everybody needs to basically be overturned. Um, you know, if there are people that are good, I, you know, they're just too. I don't know. It's just insane. They need to be taught a lesson that you can't just do that. And right now, there was actually in the state of Utah, there was a big uh, bill that was pushed through that was a huge tax increase that everybody's mad about. And so I think we're going to see a huge turnover in big government Republicans uh, coming up in the election if it's not canceled because, you know, COVID, everybody, we got to cancel the election so people don't die. Yeah, yeah, this is the big, I got to tell you that I uh, 
you know, I, I was trained in the public indoctrination centers. I'll tell people mm-hmm. that. Now I, we have, me and my wife haven't put our kids through that, yeah. but I was. And I was always taught, and this is going to be the subject matter that we're going to have here, is a whistleblower came out to you regarding mm-hmm. COVID-19, and she's an ICU nurse. And uh, we're going to talk about that. But I was always taught, even from early on, um, you know. Well, you, we're not saying if it's a she or a he, but yeah. Yeah, she, well, I'm, I'm saying she. That's going to, I'm sorry about that. I, I didn't know he, she, and I felt weird writing that in my article that I'm going to reference in Because <laughs> of the LGBT stuff. That, yeah, well, but, uh, okay. We'll, we'll just, just protecting their identity. Yeah, we'll say she, and if it's a he, then that's okay. part of the protection too. And Absolutely. What, whatever idea. the case may be. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I know nothing. I know nothing. Um, I'm clink, I'm clink, um, on Hogan's ears. So, um, when I was growing up, I was, I was basically taught, yeah, if you, you know, don't cough on people, not, or, or sneeze on people, not only because it's not rude, you can, you know, if you have a sickness and you can, you can pass this on and this yeah. one and the other. And, um, as I, be, as we begin to go through this stuff, obviously people started pointing out differences in numbers, differences in stories, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So ran across this, um, uh, nurse out of the UK, actually ran across a nurse in Florida had her on the show. We talked a little bit about it, and we talked about uh, immunity things, things that we could do to build, boost up our immunity and stuff like that. And then she referred me to a nurse in the U.K., and she's a nurse of 35 years. She um, is a nutritionist, and she began. She got in a lot of trouble over in the U.K. because she went on and she started talking about coronavirus. She said, you know, a virus is your body's response to, or an exosome, as uh, Dr. Andrew uh, Kaufman has called it, uh, yeah. it's a response to toxins in your body or some sort of illness in the cells itself. And so it's not the cause of, of an illness, it's the response to it, and it's what your body mm-hmm. does. So you, it's not like you can go you know, give it to somebody in that way. You would have to actually inject them with whatever thing is, and that's what they tell us they do with vi- or vaccines. They inject us with, quote-unquote, dead viruses, which they're not really right. live anyway, they don't have any kind of um, you know system within them that we would deem them as alive, and so she began to share this with me. I, I saw the interview with Dr. Kaufman. I've recently seen the interview with David Ike, which he's saying exactly the same things on there, and tying it to um, some issues that we have now with five G. Now I don't know what you think about that because that wasn't any part of what you reported. But mm-hmm. I do know that there can be uh, these poisoning of the cells with those kinds of things, and they can produce mm-hmm. a virus because your body responds to it. But you've got this ICU nurse who came to you guys. She mm-hmm. wanted to blow the whistle on what is going on there in Utah. And uh, tell us a little bit about how all this transpired. And I, I believe you have another one that, that's come forward, too, that you're going to be releasing uh, their testimony as well. Yep. Yeah, we have uh, two separate. They don't know each other. Um, different parts of the state came to us and said, you've got to see what's going on. We've got to talk about it. Um, we are, we're afraid for our jobs. We're afraid that they're going to twist some kind of law to put us in jail over this, but our conscience tells us we have to tell people. And so we've done everything we can to try and protect their identity um, for that very reason, but um, their words need to be heard. And they, the, the first interview that we've released is from an ICU nurse and they've been talking about how the mandates don't make medical sense. They're not using evidence. These rational, highly educated people are acting irrational all around uh, them. And, and they're, it's, it's interesting because um, this, this nurse said that you have half of the nurses and doctors following 
the media propaganda hysteria and just kind of running around with their chickens, like chickens with their heads cut off. And then you've got the other half. They're saying, wait a second. And what about what about this? This isn't normal. Some of these mandates that we're getting are actually dangerous to us and the patients. Why are we doing this? And they're being told to just shut up and do their job. And so that's one part of it. And the other part of the scenario um, that the nurses are telling us uh, is that they are padding the numbers where we had the sixth death in Utah um, that was attributed to COVID-19. They're saying, no, they were in our center and they were already dying before they came in and they didn't get it till afterwards. And even though they were dying of XYZ, they're being told and they're being added to the numbers of death to COVID. And so they're padding these numbers to freak people out, to get them to give up their liberties. And this is something our take on this um, at Defending Utah is it doesn't matter if the death rate is 99.99%. You can't shred the constitution. If you use uh, real emergencies to be able to take away freedoms, to be able to shred the constitution, then the government will continue to produce fake emergencies to be able to continue to keep those liberties away from you and to be able to, to take others away. And so the founding fathers didn't say, hey, this only applies unless there's an emergency. We need to let these are because of emergencies that you need to have these things that can never be taken away. Um, but they're hyping up these fake numbers to get people to be convinced to give up their liberties on their own. And the the whole thing is wrong. These numbers are wrong. The the way things are being treated are wrong. And of course, it's illegal um, and unconstitutional for these shutdowns to be occurring, for the government to decide if your business is essential or not, if you're allowed to be with your friends and family or not, if you're allowed to go to church or not. In the state of Utah, the liquor stores are open, but the churches are closed. That's not bizarre. I don't know what is. No, I agree. And and so and so are abortion clinics. I mean, we can murder yeah. babies, but we're really concerned. I mean, when was the last time government was really concerned about the health and safety of its people? Really? Really? Right. I mean, they're murdering, you know, 3,000, three, whatever the number is, three or 4,000 uh, Americans a day. Yeah. I, we often talk about that's an babies. essential business, according to the government. Right now. Absolutely. That's what they say. Uh, and then, you know, I've done the reports here. We're, we're getting where even some of the, the, the governors are coming in. I think it's in Michigan. They want to shut down uh, gardening centers. And then Walmart up in Vermont has a they actually have a, a picture say seeds are non-essential items. We're not going to sell those. Well, what difference yeah. does it make if the person's already in your store? Does this. All of this stuff is is just bizarre unless you understand there's something behind it. And there, I think there is an agenda. Um, let me take a, just a moment and play just a portion. Uh, this is the first portion where uh, this whistleblower came in. And just kind of let people hear just a flavor of that and maybe get you to comment on it after. Okay, hang on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have worked in the medical field for over 30 years all in Utah, mostly intensive care, but, um, and in all areas of intensive care, every time I'm there, something, well, basically every day something is changing. Some new policy, some new... Is that a mandate or is that coming from... Mandates from the company that we as nurses 
me to follow. Yeah. And uh, many of them don't make any medical sense. And they don't have sound. There's, there's no, they're not using evidence. Um, they're not even using, they're not using any, every time I'm there, something, I find out something new and I just, it just blows my mind. Um, <laughs> but such rational, educated people are acting in such an irrational way and harm is being done okay let's take that uh right mm -hmm. there uh ben this person is saying there's no evidence produced what there are several things that they mention in uh, in the interview here what are some of the things that they're saying there's no evidence being produced for there's no evidence uh being produced for why they're treating ever so one of the things they're doing is they're treating everybody that comes in there as a covid patient whether they have been tested or not, you're just automatically assumed to be COVID positive until you're proven not to be. And that's just, it's dangerous. I mean, that they, that's never done there in the interview. It talks of the, uh, the whistleblower talked about how they're treating everybody as if they have no immune system, as if they're an AIDS patient and their entire immune system is gone. Um, another part of what they're saying is not evidence-based is why are they telling them to use masks and gowns on these critical patients in the ICU over and over again for with different patients. They're not, you know, this is something that uh, they would be shut down over under any other circumstance, but now the CDC is requiring, requiring them to do it. Yeah. Now, and this gets to another question because I, I know they talked about a difference between um, say um, I'm wanting to say a hospital and a facility uh, mm -hmm. some kind of health facility. And they were making distinctions there that, you know, they're hip because you asked them about keeping a Hippocratic oath and things of this yeah. nature. And they were saying, well, yeah, we would do that here, but if we're in this, some other kind of facility, and I thought they said something about the CDC with that, then mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're not held responsible for whatever they do. They're just taking orders. They're just doing their job, if you will. It's very right. Nazi-esque. Um, they're just doing <laughs> – I mean, that's, that sounded like what, what the person was saying to me. So, so just to kind of clarify, what they're saying is once you get your license, that's, you have the basic Hippocratic Oath. And then when you work for, an, for, a, for a hospital, if you, you know, you're an employee instead of owning your own. So being an employee of either a hospital or a hospice or just a medical you – know, uh, what's it called? One of those local medical clinics. Okay. Um, then, then you have a different set of standards where – I got you. Uh, if you follow the standards of the hospital or the medical center you work for, then you are not held accountable. The right. hospital is, or, or what, and if they're following um, government guidelines, then they're, you know, free of, of liability. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that needs to be, we need to ask the question here then regarding this issue. If you've got a, if you've got a ICU nurse who's telling you, Hey, I'm really concerned about this. This is a problem. Uh, and then they explain it like what you just said. And I work for the hospital and the hospital tells me to do it. And the question then becomes, if these are government regulations that they follow, then the obvious question goes, have there been in place government regulations regarding what they're telling these people to do? And if so, who's re who are the people, who are the, um, the representatives that need to be addressed for providing those regulations. 
And that's that's the problem with these illegal and unconstitutional organizations such as the CDC. They've been given rulemaking power. So basically, they're they are the executive and the legislative branch of government in this unelected body called the CDC. And so Congress creates the CDC and now the um, the agency heads now make up their own rules um, and, and regulations for industry that's been considered to be under their provision. And so this unelected bureaucracy is now telling doctors what to do. Okay. All right. Now there, there were some other things that they, that, uh, this person brought out in here. I mean, I, the funny thing is when I was listening to Dr. Kaufman speak about these masks issue and, and she's saying, well, they use them over and over. Now we had the surgeon general, uh, come out and (laughs) tell people, (laughs) tell people don't buy these masks. They won't help you with that. And by the way, our, our healthcare people need those and it's vital. You're putting our community in trouble. It was almost like he's talking out of both sides of his mouth here. Yeah. And Dr. Kaufman said, basically, people who are using the N95 mask, he said, uh, even if this thing could be transferred, it's so small, it would go right through your mask. Because right. he said it's like a six-foot person going through a 60-foot door. Right. Um, and so it's kind of silly for people to be walking around with masks anyway. But then when you understand how, how the viruses work, that's a whole other thing. What are some of the other things that they're doing? You're... I mean, she. I, this person was saying, I keep wanting to say she because of the other, but uh, <laughs> the um, this person uh, indicated that they're even testing hospice people, people who are, yeah, you know, they use hospice when they're expecting them to die. They want to keep them comfortable and, and things like that. She says, yeah. or he says, or the person says, I'm going to get yeah. mixed up here. The person says they're testing hospice. Why? Why would you be doing that? Because they want to pad the numbers because they know that the deaths themselves are not high enough. Even with the padded numbers, they've come out. We know at least one of the, I think it's like 12 to 16 cases now in Utah of deaths that they're attributing to COVID. I can, I can tell you definitively that at least one of them, that's fake. But even with, let's just say all of their numbers are real. Of the people that get or that are diagnosed COVID-19, the death rate is 0.006%. So not just of the population, 0.006% of the people that are diagnosed COVID um, die. And is this, this, is, world, this is worldwide? No, this, in the state of Utah. In the state of Utah, okay. Sorry, I didn't And so they're, they're, they're taking away their liberties. They're shutting down churches. They're shutting down businesses. They're destroying people's lives based on a death rate of 0.006 of those that get it is just, and so that they need to pad the numbers to make people scared enough to let them to continue to do it. We've been shut down now for what, a month, month and a half. And it's, people are starting to get antsy. And so they've got to pad these numbers. And so, and they're saying, no, the, even these numbers aren't based in science. Um, our whistleblower is saying these tests, each test is not done the same way. And so you can't even count on them being accurate because there's no, um, standardized way that these tests are being done. And so they're either, they're being padded in some ways, they're not accurate in some ways, they have a percentage of false positives, and they're just trying to use this to whip up hysteria to get the people to willingly give up their liberties. Yeah, one of the things that um, I had put out today, it was kind of, I don't know, it's it a little humorous, but I, I think it makes the point and uh, that I was going to bring it up. I didn't plan on bringing it up. But since you said what was going on there uh, is know the symptoms of coronavirus. 
headache, yeah. runny nose, sore throat, relinquishing rights and freedoms, <laughs> fever, vomiting, craving an authoritative, authoritative, author, uh, authoritarian dictatorship, yep. shortness of breath, joint pain, fatigue, chills in extremities, overtrust in the state, <laughs> diarrhea, stomach flu-like symptoms, a controlled global economic crash, phlegm, dry cough. You get the idea. Yeah. It's kind of all mixed in there of of what's going on. So when when you have this was there was there other things i'm i'm trying to remember and i, I it, the 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 interview is 18 minutes long we're going to have that up in the archive so people can listen to it yeah. was there other things specific that this icu nurse uh, brought to your attention so it's it's a mixture of padding the numbers and then tr- not in you know falsifying the numbers and, and trying to actually increase because that's what they're not based on medical logic Right. We've got she's saying that these rational epidemiologists know what's going on, but they're being silenced. They know that it's not good to reuse masks and gowns. They know that it's not good to, you know, mix people together and to send they're sending covid patients to hospice centers. They are. um, They're they're taking these comorbidities into account and saying that you died of um, of covid-19 when you actually died of something else. And they've shut down preventative care completely. They've shut down um, organ transplants um, in, in some areas. They've made it very difficult because of what's going on. And so they're not doing things to save lives. They're making things more dangerous. And what it looks like, you know, this is right. This is the part of speculation is that are they trying to make people sick? Are they trying to make it? And so that the numbers get big and so that people are more willing to give up their freedoms because they know that the death rates are actually lower than a typical flu season um, because right now what they're doing is they're padding the numbers with fake stats plus making it so it's easier for people to get sick. Yeah, I, I, I've got it, my own theory, um, and, but I think you're on the right track. I think there is an issue with making people sick. And the more people that get sick, the more the people will, will cry out for yeah. uh, government to do something. You know, start pulling. Well, we're already getting stories where if anybody even has the symptom or if they're, you know, deemed this thing with uh, coronavirus and all this other, they'll come and take take kids from parents. We've yeah. already had the stories out about that. And, um, uh, you know, I, a friend asked me today, he says, well, what are you going to do if they do that? And I said, well, I got a vaccine for them if they come to do that. <laughs> um, it'll be lead. Yeah. <laughs> um and I don't joke about that. I mean, we kind of we were joking, but <clears throat> I don't. When when this kind of stuff's being done, and I said we've got to call these people out as the liars they are. Mm. I mean, the nurse obviously is con- or the ICU nurse is obviously concerned about their job. We understand that, right. and we appreciate them coming forward and, and and saying these things. But for people like you and me, I mean, you're on the front line there in Utah, and I'm sort of I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm maybe, maybe I'm not considered frontline, but a, a person of giving information out. And we want people to know what the truth is, one, mm-hmm. so they're not afraid. And two, there has to be a response from the people. People just can't indefinitely be yeah. out of work. The government right. can't continually keep you up. And in fact, they shouldn't be keeping you up. The $1,200 check should have gone out. The $2.2 trillion to, you know, all kinds of buddies of people in the government uh, yeah. and, and, and all of these kinds of things. And you know what's, you know, what's really disturbing to me is the continued, um, lack of acknowledgement that yes, Congress did something wrong in pushing that bill through and looking mm-hmm. for more now. 
I mean, that was like mm-hmm. 2.5. They had just thrown 1.5 from the Federal Reserve into Wall Street. They're looking for another two. They're looking, or they're, I think there's a thing given like 4.5 trillion to the, uh, from the Federal Reserve to, for the Treasury Department to buy up securities. Now, that right there is just, I, I, I don't know any other way to say it but communism. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and yet, some people can't get off of this Democrat-Republican thing, and I'm right. going, it's Democrats and Republicans in the Congress past that. <laughs> who passed it, and then it's a Republican president. Well, don't blame the president. He, could, he didn't have anything. I said he has the power of the veto. What do you people yeah. – and I think that – what do you think about Thomas Massey coming out and saying these people ought to have their name tied to this vote? I thought they should too. He's a hero, frankly. He's one of the only good guys up there. I mean, there yeah. there might be like three or four that I can think of. And if and even this guy is is just top shelf. I mean, he really is. Yeah. And yet he, he's he being put attacked. His, his career on the ground on the line to to say what he said. Yep. And he's being attacked by the guy that all of these people that I'm just shocked. I mean, I'm really shocked. They're idolizing. It's he can do no wrong. Yeah. And and attack everybody around. Anyway, not to get off on that subject, but I, I just yeah. see this as part of the problem is the same people who have lied to us in the media, the same people, politicians who've lied to us are telling us now to believe them when it comes to this. And and I have have you ever seen a time in America or the world, for that matter, where it just shut down the way it's done? This is 9-11 times a million on the effects on our liberties and on the government's power grab. It, nothing in our lifetime, and I can't think of, you know, there's, I can't think of anything in history um, off the top of my head where that has resulted in this. It's, it's, it's mind boggling that they've taken this power grab and it's mind boggling that people have put up with it. I think so too. I think so too. So what is, what is your organization? What are they looking to do? Uh, the people defending Utah, yeah. What are they looking to do in response to the information they've, they've been given from, say, this ICU nurse and the other person that you're going to be releasing an interview with? What are they looking at? What are you guys looking to do with that information besides just like put it out so people have that information? So we're helping people kind of weed through the, the, the media garbage because they've been brainwashed to think that it's they're in constant danger for their lives if they leave their house. I just saw somebody posting the other day, I haven't been out of my house for over a month. Is it safe to go outside? <laughs> and it's, I mean, they're just absolutely brainwashed <sighs> by the mainstream media. And so we want to say, hey, here is somebody that is in the medical industry that is saying that right now in the ICUs, what's really going on that you're being lied to? You need to know the truth. So now you won't be paralyzed by fear and then you can take action. And so what we're encouraging people to do once they understand that they shouldn't be living in fear, that yes, if you're immunocompromised, if you're on chemotherapy and you know anything can kill you, then yeah, you should probably just like any cold season, wear some kind of a thing that will help you not get sick. Don't go outside. Don't be around people that can make you sick. But for the 99.99% of the rest of us, we cannot allow our liberties to be taken away. And so uh, I'm encouraging civil disobedience. The founding fathers were very clear on the idea of personal and state nullification. And so I'm saying, if you've got a business, open up your business. If you, you know, if you can go back to work, go, if your business is open, go back to work. Um, take your friend, take your children to a closed park, invite friends and family over for a barbecue. Um, find things that, you know, that would seem rational and fun to do on a regular basis. Our governor 
just came out, the tyrant that he is, just came out and said, if you're from Salt Lake heading down to St. George, turn around right now. No, go on vacation. If you're in Salt Lake, go down to St. George. If you're in a different part of the country that's shut down, go on vacation. Do not allow the state to take away your rights willingly. Um, part of the, one of the first editions of the, uh, the recent bailout package, the stimulus package they're calling it, um, was an idea of the Fed coin basically turning us into the, the right this cashless society. And so there's a company here in Utah. I don't know if you can see this on the camera, but we're we're putting out these gold bills. This is this right here is a one. It's a, a one one thousandth of an ounce of gold, and it's like a it's a bill, but it's got actual gold in it, so that people can actually wow. start um, having a outside of the Federal Reserve system to be able to trade and barter with each other. Um, in, in a reasonable way, you can't, you know, the, always the, the trick has been, you can't, uh, you can't bring around your, your gold bars. Well, here's something that right now is worth about a buck 70 that you can buy your milk with. Um, and, and so there are nullification and then doing things that can get you out of the system is going to be essential to avoiding what they, the, the tyrants would like to do. And if they have enough people standing up, then they kind of back off because one of the things tyrants know, and that's why I, I really see China as the model of what they would like to do because the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany, they're like, okay, we were too hard on the people. They didn't want this. And so let's do a balance of having the people beg for their chains. And that's kind of what we see is that this light fascism is the government can have total control as long as you can kind of feel like you've got some kind of autonomy. You can make some money. You can go to work. You can buy fun things. And as long as you can do those things, you can let the government do whatever they want. And so right now is the time that we need to stand up. People have asked me, when should we stand up against this? And I'm like, uh, three weeks ago, um, we ourselves, <laughs> yeah. we, we had a rally when the governor said no groups larger than 10. We had 50 people up at the Capitol having a picnic. We, you know, we weren't causing trouble. We weren't burning anything down. We weren't violating anybody's property rights. We just got together and said, you are not going to take away my right to assembly. And then the, the following uh, two, two days later, we got together at a local restaurant and set up uh, tables and chairs and a canopy and had dinner together. Now, under any normal circumstance, we, nobody would think that was any kind of big deal. Who cares? Who cares? The, the SJWs, the social justice warriors, went completely insane, threatening to mace us, for turning us into the police department, um, all and, and threatening to, you know, saying that we shouldn't, uh, be able to get hospital care ever again because we're putting people's lives in danger. People were insane, but now we're starting, this was three weeks, two or three weeks ago, but now we're starting to see, oh, more people saying, oh, okay, this is what we can do. This is the normal thing. We need to start living our lives, not be afraid of the virus, not be afraid of the government, because if we are allow them to instill fear into us, they can take away our liberties. Yeah, if they got the fear, they have control. This was one of the things that David Icke did in his video. And you know, the fact he's tying, and I don't know your you guys' position on the new rollouts of 5G, which actually were, <laughs> were rolled out there in Wuhan. And a lot of people have said, you know, they have a military, we know China uses it militarily at uh, at the 60 gigahertz frequency. And there, there have been the theories that have said, this is what's caused this quote-unquote coronavirus with all these people. It's Mm-hmm. Takes the oxygen out of uh, out of there, there for it to bind with their uh, hemoglobin, and um, and so that's why you had these videos of people just suddenly falling over because you don't get that with pneumonia, you don't get that with the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are just falling over. So anyway, 
Um, <clears throat> we have some of that going on, and I think you give us a, a good thing there. Uh, I, w- me and my boys went out uh, on Sunday night because I'm usually in the house doing stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I rarely go out now. I used to go out all the time when I did construction work. But um, we were out, and it was just kind of funny down here in the south to see a couple of people with these masks on their face. It was yeah. just weird. And um, they should be made fun of because they're, it's dumb. I, well, that's what I, I want. I, I probably I may do some of that um, the next time I go out. A friend of mine said, you know, you said you would go in a room with somebody with COVID-19 and just sit there with them. And I said, Absolutely. yeah, if I get to do if I get to determine what that room is, because I don't want them targeting me with something else. <laughs> but I said, yeah, they want to come to my house. I'll put them right here. I'll sit with them all day. And I said, yep. I'll guarantee you I won't get what they've got because you can't transfer it. And I think that's the thing, Bill. Ben, the thing is, is that. We've been lied to. It's it's lies. It's lies upon lies upon lies. And the only way to, to break the bondage of the lie is to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hold people to that. And, and the things that you're talking about. Constitutional rights, the founding fathers. Let's take this. Where in our Constitution does it say the president has <clears throat> authority to declare a national state of emergency where he can send in the army to take over hotels and do all of these kinds of things. I mean, I just I see an issue if we're actually at war. Now I know they tried to use that language, but when I ask people that, they go, "Well, he ha- he's the president," and I'm like, "Article, section, and clause, please." I'm trying to figure out where all this stuff yeah. is that they're pulling this. Right. And that's the thing is they can't, and, and that they're just they're saying, "Well, this you know this bill that was passed, this statute." Well, no. If it violates the Constitution, if they're not authorized to it, it's what the founding fathers called pretend legislation. Amen. There is no authority to do these things. In fact, they're specifically prohibited from doing so. Yeah, and this is a problem with much legislation. I know you'll agree with that. Um, that what they do is they try to write laws. Let's take a Second Amendment, for instance. Yeah. They'll write laws about restricting certain guns or certain people and all this kind of stuff. They'll write those laws, and it's like, uh, yeah, you weren't authorized to be writing any law about that at all. Or Mm -hmm. what do we have? um, Several years ago, they wrote that uh, if you were were within 100 uh, feet of a political thing that was going on concerning representative stuff, you couldn't exercise your free speech. You couldn't bullhorn outside that building or something. And it's like— uh, really, where did where did you get that authority to do it? Well, Congress wrote the law, and that's what people say. And yeah. it's like, but we didn't authorize them to write law on those kinds of things. I think that's a good point that you make. You saw the same thing down with the Bundys, where they uh, the BLM set up free speech zones. Uh, yes, free speech zones. That's called the entire United States Amen. of America is a free speech zone. <laughs> yes, yeah, and a free place to assemble too. And right. this is. This is part of the thing, too. You know, we could get into a lot of things, even with the freedom of assembly over, you know, some of the attacks on bakers and uh, photographers over the, you yeah. know, LGBTQ stuff. Yeah. And um, that that freedom of assembly is the freedom to discriminate. Now, a lot of people don't like that, yeah. but it is a freedom to discriminate. And we exercise it every day when we don't have people at our house and we do have people at our house. Um, we do all this kind of stuff every day. And so it, I think it's a, it's opportunity that we, when we're dealing with this stuff, we point people back to, you know, what our foundation is, and that is uh, the Constitution, and even above that is the law of God, because God is the one who gives us our rights, and this yeah. is what our this is what our founders appealed to in the Declaration of Independence, and those rights haven't changed; they they're unalienable. They can't take them from us, 
and we're not to, to be giving them up because uh, they're given to us by our, our creator, right? Absolutely. And we can't, and, and I believe that both ways. Uh, you know, my right to be able to associate is just as important as yours. If somebody doesn't like me because of my faith or because of my skin color, I cherish their right to not associate with me and support that right 100%. Yeah, I and I do too. And and part of the issue that we deal with in, in a lot of this, what we're going to get into, and I think this is I think this is what they were kind of pushing here, and I think we've seen a lot of people fall into it, is they want to get into sort of a pre-crime, even though it's not a crime, yeah. thought police kind of thing. That Absolutely. well, if you if you test for this, even though you don't have it, then we have to you have to self-quarantine. Well, I I point people back to like Leviticus 13. You know, they didn't just take somebody who had maybe a skin rash or something and say, hey, you got to go over in the leper colony. No, there were certain tests to see when they they actually had what was leprosy. And then they quarantined the people. But just because... Due process is just so vital in the system. Yes, absolutely. You can get rid of due process for this. You can get rid of due process for anything. Yeah, you want to elaborate on that a little more? Well, like you're saying, if you're going to be separated from people because you might have it, then what is to stop them from any other, from anything else? If they, if they're going to accuse you of, oh, well, you're innocent, you're guilty until proven innocent. That's what the French system is based on. American system is you are innocent until proven guilty. And so if they can do that with this COVID test saying right now, you go in the hospital, you are considered COVID positive until proven otherwise. That means Right now, under the current circumstances, they say, well, we, you can, we can force you to be quarantined until we prove that you're not. Well, if they can do that, then they can say, well, um, we think you're a traitor to the state. And until we can prove you're not, we can quarantine, we can put you in jail. And that's exactly what Bob Barr's administration, you know, in, in the, uh, what the uh, attorney general's office has actually applied for to indefinitely detain people right now because of COVID-19. And so if they, just like with 9-11, we had the Total Information Awareness Program. Uh, there was a lot of horrible things that went down with the Patriot Act, and enough people stood up against the Total Information Awareness Program that that went away. And we need to make sure that we do the same thing here, because if we allow them to take away due process right now for this, then in the future, your, your guns, your, your family, your, with the vaccines that they want to do, you are going to be considered guilty until proven innocent. Well, I think that's really the the backbone behind several things that we've seen come out of this administration. <clears throat> and you mentioned Bill Barr, and you know, this is what I try to tell people when he was put forward. This is the thing I tried to put forward with yeah. uh, Mike Pompeo when he was put forward. I said Trump is not draining the swamp; he's filling it. And yeah. when we see people like Pompeo, he, he said what he said about the journalism part about uh, Julian mm-hmm. Assange. Oh, yeah. he's this. And, and Julian Assange had to correct him. You know, he's never had to retract a thing they've put out because it's just been yeah. information. Then you have Bill Barr, asset forfeiture. You've got this thing going on. He's a he's a proponent. He was a part of the uh, with the Waco attack, the gassing of the women and children at Waco. Yeah. Well, and not only that, uh, he was the guy who who stood up for the uh, the sniper there. The FBI sniper shot. Uh, um, what's her name? The lady at Ruby Ridge. Oh, right. Vicky. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he shot her in Weavers. the head. She, yeah, Ricky Weaver. She, he shot her in the head, carrying a baby, unarmed. And Bill Barr says, oh, we need to give these guys immunity. 
Yeah. This is the kind of this is the guy who's the attorney general that everybody think is going to bring down the hammer on the bad guys. These criminal cabal that uh, you know Trump said he was going to get, which he turned his back on as soon as he got elected, and. I don't is know Hillary why we keep... I'm, I'm waiting for him nah, to lock her up. I haven't seen that perp walk, have you? <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't seen it from Obama. These And everybody gets on... This is. I think this is a good place for people to see what's going on with the other yeah. things. Because, you know, you were promised that, America. This guy promised you that. You're still holding on that promise almost four years later. And you complain that these people, Hillary, Barack, Eric Holder... You name the person who's bad-mouthing Donald Trump. And I'm like, all of you know, we've already seen the evidence of their crimes. Why aren't they being prosecuted? I'll tell you why. Because one's covering for the other one up there. That's what they're if, doing. And If you, you can call for a lockdown, but you can't arrest these people, then something's wrong. Yeah, and, and they divert our attention to other places. Oh, Iran is bad. We had to assassinate this guy. <laughs> but but we're going to steal your money in the process. I mean, right. it's, it's like if we would deal with the tyrants in our own country— then right. we might be able to look somewhere else, but I don't even think we ought to be looking anywhere else. To be honest, we need to clean our own backyard. Yes. And I know that's, that's part of what you guys do there uh, at defending Utah. You educate the people. And mm-hmm. uh, I was showing um, some of the website here, uh, some of the things that you guys have, you got a forum there and uh, you educate the people because uh, I believe it's Thomas Jefferson said, uh, uh, people can't expect to be ignorant and free. And so part of that is educating them, getting the truth there. We have people who think they know the Constitution, and when you press them on it, they just babble like a bunch of kids, throw memes at you or whatever if you're in social media. And it's like, really, do you not have an answer for this? And even people who do now, I've run into some of those, and— they're, they want to justify it. They throw me articles from conservative talking heads and all this other. And I said, I just want the article section and clause, please. And finally, they'll get around to it and they'll go, well, you know, that's not there. And I said, thank you. You've just made my point. Exactly. That's why we should stand against it and why we should hold them accountable. And I and appreciate the matters. fact you guys do that. But you're doing it really at that local level. And I've been told all politics is local. You agree with that statement? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. It's 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 really the federal government could not impose its tyranny without local enforcers and and the same thing with with your state tyrannies. Um, It's we have to have people on the ground actually working to be able to do this. But you have to be able to be principled. You have to know article section, you know, an an article um, before you can actually do that. And you've got to be able to weed out the wolves and sheep's clothing. And so that way. You're not just, oh, that guy said founding father. He must be a good politician. Right. No, we've got to be able to hold these guys accountable. Otherwise, they're, they're going to continue to get away. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in is because people always turn a blind eye. Now, what will happen with this information? You're, you're going to have another interview that's going to be coming out. Yeah. What, what will be happen for the information, say, where these people are, the counties that they're in? Will mm-hmm. this information be disseminated to the sheriffs there as well? Are you guys going to try to get in touch with the sheriffs in those counties? We have some uh, we have some sheriffs that we're we're trying to get to. We're trying to get it to certain um, to all of the county commissioners as well as some key legislators because, um, like for example, our governor unilaterally changed election law by himself, and so he's acting as a dictator, and and so we are trying to get this information to those elected officials so that they can get over their fear of what well, what about lives. And so that they can start to take action because they know that they're being lied to because 
A, we need nullification personal level as well as state level. And then we also need these legislators and these sheriffs to say, we're not going to enforce this. Open up your business if you want to. We're not going to force you to open your business. This is about choice. If you want to close down, you feel that's best for you. There were a lot of businesses that did that on their own. And that's up to them. I don't agree with it, but that's up to them. But these forced shutdowns are completely illegal. The sheriff should be protecting these people. And the legislature should be impeaching the governors and um, passing pro-freedom legislation. Yeah, I want this to get to them for. Okay. All right. I think that's a good idea. And and I agree with you. I think if this is the thing, if people, it's like what you said, if people have uh, bad immune systems and maybe they're sick or something, they, they take precautions all the time. Yeah. And and they're free to do that. And nobody's going to laugh at them, mock them or anything over that. But those of us who just want to go out and live our lives, we want to work our jobs and do the things that we do, yeah. those people ought to be allowed to do it. Now, here's the thing. Um, and we got about five or six minutes here. I just want to pitch this at you. I don't know what your 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 mm-hmm. um, thoughts are on the whole 5G and stuff like that. I don't I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not trying to put something on you. This is just a question I have. Yeah. But we're seeing I think it's questionable uh what's really going on with coronavirus covid-19 i think you'd think that too mm-hmm. what happens if if what there what some of these people the uh, dr kaufman um kate shimrani the nurse from the uk and others dr shiva and other people like this what happens when they start rolling out 5g and they start upping the frequency that they start working in if, mm-hmm. if this stuff starts poisoning cells and it starts to become more rampant this is why when it's like this right now, would you not say if that comes, if that's what they're doing, are, are people just going to go right back in their homes or are they going to fight out against that? Right. And that's going to be the hard thing. It's like these military weapons they have where they just shoot microwaves at you and it's so hot, you just back off. And so that's something that one of the, and I, we had actually an expert on 5G on our program as well. And 5G is very dangerous. I'm still looking into its connection to COVID. I'm thinking the death rate wouldn't be so low if it was 5G, um, but I'm still researching and open. Um, but that's my that's my current kind of feeling about it. But we're still definitely researching and, and making sure that that's correct. Uh, but we want to make sure that whatever we say, that you can trust it. That's one of the things that we are really, um, it is really important to us at Defending Utah, is you can trust what we've said because we've gone through and gone through the process of verification, looking at the data. Um, and of course, you know, right, right now we, the, the, right now the government is being criminal, whether it's 5G or whether they're cooking the books, it's criminal and they should be prosecuted. Um, and so, but the science is, is not settled. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's not settled enough to be able to take away our liberties and the science is never settled when it comes, you know, we need to be looking into this a lot more. I agree. I totally agree. This is one of the things um, I finished up the David Icke video, uh, interview. It was like two hours. And um, the thing here's the thing that struck me in that. Mm-hmm. That thing has been deplatformed more than Alex Jones. I mean, it's been <laughs> it's been taken off of as soon as it's I was in the middle of watching it on Facebook. It was pulled down because it's wow. considered conspiracy theory over, you know, viruses. And they're going to, they're going to be, I don't the, mean to interrupt you, but yeah, I saw a Facebook cover up of a CDC link. They said it was, it was fake news. 
a link to the CDC was considered fake news by Facebook. That's just mind boggling. It's it's well, it's absolutely the more I'm telling you, the more I look at some of this, the more I wonder if the CDC shouldn't be labeled as fake news. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks some of that for some things. I'm, I'm just telling <laughs> sure, you. Sure. I, I but think when that, it's a document on the CDC website that oh, says okay. they're cooking the books. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just that's them saying it. Yeah. No, and I think that's good that we point out that they do that. I like to do that with the FDA and show the numbers of deaths, hundreds yeah. of thousands of Americans that have died from from uh, 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 drugs that they have approved, and yet nobody's held responsible for it. The same thing happens with vaccines, and they don't tell people about the— um, They're specifically held in, unresponsible. There's a yes. vaccine fund, and so the government pays out if you're damaged by a vaccine, but the companies are held completely immune. No, what can, other industry has that? Tell me. Yeah, that well, that this is part. This is what fascism is too. I mean, this yeah. is the, those things that go hand in hand because CDC isn't part of government, just like the Federal Reserve isn't part of government. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it's sort of a, uh, it's a joke. I, I've just heard too much stuff. I, I become cynical of some of these people. <laughs> uh, State of the Union address will never become a socialist country. Uh, hello, right. we've been a social socialist country since we've had a central bank. Right. Uh, so that's that's sort There's of nobody the alive that's been alive in a free economy. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. So tell people you've got about two minutes here. Tell people just real quickly about defending Utah and specifically yeah. what you guys do. So we are an active we are an education and action or oriented organization. Um, right now, of course, we defending Utah. We are focused on the local, but we also uh, are working on a national. We'll be um, rolling this out soon. It's important that people understand that we are facing a conspiracy. They need to understand the principles of the founding fathers and the Constitution and what that means. And what they said was the solution. So we focus a lot on nullification. So we have a YouTube channel. Just search for Defending Utah on YouTube or on Facebook um, for our educational materials. We offer training uh, for members every week to help you be more effective in your activism, whether you live in Utah or you live in Arkansas or you live in South Carolina, wherever it is that you live. Um, we offer this training to help you apply these principles on a local level because whatever the enemy is doing here in Utah, I guarantee you they're doing it there wherever you're at. And and so we offer this training so that you can be an activist, showing you what you can do in your local areas to A, either get your elected officials to do the right thing or B, be able to get you and your neighbors to stand up for freedom um, and be able to actually enforce the Constitution yourselves because as great as the Constitution is, it can't enforce itself. We've got to do it. Well, I think that's why they, the founding fathers listed we the people right the first. That was the issue. We're the ones who enforce the covenant, if you will. And in previous yep. covenants, they were they were about God enforcing it. When you swore an oath there, God was the one who brought the judgments. When this one, the people have to enforce it. And, and that constitution really applies not to the people. It applies right. to those we send as our representatives. They have the it's chance. It's a delegation of power to yes. them. It rules them, not us. Absolutely. absolutely. And I think we have to keep that in mind because some people think, oh, we got our liberties. We got our freedoms from the Constitution. No, we didn't. <laughs> we had freedoms before that. We had liberties before that. We have rights before that. you got to read the that. Declaration of Independence for Yes, sure. yes. And so we have to enforce that against them when they go against us and the way they're doing here recently. Ben McClintock. DefendingUtah.org. That's where you want to check him out. And I appreciate you guys being with us. Thank you, Ben, for being on with us. And uh, 23 hours, we'll be back with you. Till then, see ya.